Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Thankful Homemaker is a blog and podcast created to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. Thankful Homemaker provides truth-filled, gospel-driven encouragement to homemakers who amid their ordinary days desire to honor and glorify God in all things. Come visit thankfulhomemaker.com for the latest articles and podcasts. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on your favorite podcast catcher. So ladies, pop in your headphones as you're doing dishes, cooking dinner, or folding laundry, and sit with me, host Marcy Farrell, as we chat together on how God's Word impacts everything we do as Christian women. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description. I had gotten into some relationships and one in particular, I was found myself pregnant and the father really didn't want anything to do with this baby. And I was not living at home. My mom and I had had some disarray and I was going through a rebellious stage and she kicked me out of the house. So this young man that I'm with we determined I'm going to go get an abortion. We go to the abortion clinic. I think I just wanted to block it out and not even think about what I was doing because deep down, I knew what I did was wrong, but I wasn't the victim. That baby whose life I took, that baby was the victim. This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. Welcome, everyone, to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your host, Arlenis. Thank you so much for joining us on another new episode. Just a quick reminder, some of the ways that you can be part of our team or to support our, our podcast is by going right now, if you haven't done it yet, and follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And it's Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. You can go to, on Instagram and you can go on the link on our bio to, to find us on the different platforms. And wherever you're listening from, just click the, the subscribe button and that way you will be notified whenever we have we release a new episode. And again, remember also you can find us on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel also, and you will be notified whenever we upload a new video. Now, I would love for you to leave us your feedback. So if wherever you're listening from, Just uh, give us a five star and let, and let us know how this podcast has been an encouragement to you. But again, remember that this will be very helpful for anyone who is searching for any podcast to listen to that will let them know, hey, by the way, this is this is a podcast that you should be listening to. As I uh, normally do before I start, actually, I'm recording this um, this interview today via Zoom I'm interviewing Marcy. She is from The Thankful Homemaker. I've been enjoying her podcast, and I'm pretty sure that if you have been listening to it, uh, you have been enjoying it as well. It's been a blessing to me, and I can't wait for all of us to hear her testimony. I've heard uh, part of it uh, in her podcast, but I'm very excited to hear more about it. But before we go into my conversation with Marcy, how about I read a passage? And today I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 4 verses 11 to 12 and it says he is the stone which was rejected by you the builders but which became the chief cornerstone and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved and we know that that person is jesus christ and this is what we hear uh every week on this podcast and remember we are releasing a new episode a new testimony every tuesday Uh, Women's Who Fear the Lord, which is being hosted by our friend Isabel Lebron. It's every other Friday. And we also have uh, Taya Nickelberry, 
who is bringing a study for us, uh, one series that we're dealing with, uh, who is God, um, what is man, and then what is the gospel. All right. And so, yeah, so stay tuned. Just subscribe and follow us so you can be notified whenever we have a new episode, whether it's a testimony or a new topic by Isabel or a new study by Ty Knuckleberry. So just uh, stay tuned. And the way that you can do that is by following us. All right, everyone. So thank you again for joining me. And well, here's my conversation with Marcy. So I am here with Marcy, just really nice that we were just chatting. And uh, thank you again, Marcy, for joining us on our podcast. Being able to hear here and there, you know, on your podcast a little bit about your testimony. But, you know, I think our goal, you know, through this podcast, like I've mentioned before, we want those who do not know Christ to be able to get to know him and his power, his mercy through our lives, you know, that our broken lives, that we uh, were we were once God's enemy and we needed a savior. And I think just like hearing everyone's testimony, you know, it's like everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different background. Some are very dramatic. Some others are not so dramatic. But yet, you know, yes. it's like they all say, I need a Christ. And the end of the day, it's like we all need Christ. We, we do. I so agree, Arlene. And I'm so thankful to be here with you today. And I, I think the testimonies, our testimonies are so powerful, um, not in and of themselves, but because of God's work in and through us. And, um, you know, he's the one that's going to take those truths that we're sharing and open the heart of an, of an, of an unbeliever. And I think of how many times hearing people's testimonies in my walk before I came to Christ, it probably had more of an impact than I would have thought at the time that I was hearing it. But then when your eyes are open to the truth, you just see so clearly, it's like, Lord, you were, you were planting seeds all along. And I, I didn't see them until my eyes were opened. And so I love that. You know, a lot of times I did not grow up in a Christian family, so that's not part of my testimony. Um, my parents were divorced when I was very young and my mom and I lived with my grandparents for um, quite a few years. And then my mom remarried. And her and my stepdad and I moved and my mom and dad, then my mom and my stepdad had another son. I never really had a relationship with my real father. He kind of gave up rights to me. So a little ways down the road, my stepdad did adopt me as his own daughter, which was very sweet. And I was very thankful for that. Um, don't have a lot of good memories of my childhood as a young girl. I just remember a lot of being from a divorced family, just a lot of arguing and bickering when we'd have to trade off. And one of the parents would, you know, my dad would pick me up and take me or my mom would pick me up. So to some degree, and I, I know people would think this is odd. I was almost thankful, Arlene, that, that my dad gave up rights to me because I just had that one family then it was just my mom and my dad and my brother and I, and I didn't have that other intervention. So, um, I was really okay with that. Like that never really, you know, I, I would think about my net, my real father at times, but it wasn't something I dwelled on heavily because I had a home and a family. I had grandparents who loved me and aunts and uncles who loved me. So growing up, even in an unbelieving family, I was well loved and well cared for. I, um, I really didn't want of anything. And my mom, for the most part, was a stay-at-home mom. So she was there when I came home from school. And uh, but but we were not church-going people. We we I guess we would say we were Catholic by name only. We went to church for funerals and weddings and baby, you know, christenings. That was pretty much all I knew of church. So it was uh, it was one of those that I'm mindful to think about a lot that. I growing up, I didn't even understand who Jesus was or my need for Jesus. And I'm growing up in America and I'm clueless. Like to, I never really had a full understanding of the gospel or the Bible. I was, all of that was foreign to me. So, uh, I, as I, um, as I grew up just over the years, nothing, nothing wonderful, um, pretty normal life. I was actually pretty good in school. I loved school. I enjoyed reading and um, just my schoolwork. But then as I got into my, my later teen years, um, I started to go down a path that wasn't so good. And <laughs> um, not because of anything with my family, the blame was all on me. I mean, it was just, there's, 
just bad choices I was making. And um, that's where I, I know you and I have talked a little bit about, um, you know, you're familiar with my abortion testimony that I have online, but I had gotten into some relationships and one in particular, I was pre- found myself pregnant and the father really didn't want anything to do with this baby. And at this point, Arlene is, I kind of missed that part of my testimony. I was not living at home. I was living with an aunt and uncle. My mom and I had had some disarray and I was going through a rebellious stage and she kicked me out of the house and I was living with another family member. So at this stage of my life, I'm not in a good place. And now I'm pregnant. I'm living with uh, uh, an aunt and uncle and I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know how to tell them this. Um, So this young man that I'm with, we determined I'm going to go get an abortion. And so, um, we go to the abortion clinic. Um, I, I don't even know that I really thought deeply about it. Arlene's like, I don't even know that in my mind. Um, I, I think I just wanted to block it out and not even think about what I was doing, but it was a really hard and ugly day. And I remember I came home back to this aunt and uncle's house and I, I didn't, I couldn't say anything about it. And I, because deep down, I knew what I did was wrong. Like I knew it. I I wouldn't have said this at that time, but I, I knew I'm, I murdered that baby. That was my own choice to take the life of that child. I just think about now looking back how, you know, God's word tells us things that were created in his image and his likeness. That wasn't even on my mind back then. My decision was fully selfish. It was not a convenient time for me. Um, I didn't even know how to address it. So, uh, that was just really hard. And a lot of times people would see me as this young girl, not living at home. And, but I wasn't the victim, that baby whose life I took, that baby was the victim. And so down the road, I'm really still not walking a very good path. Arlene's. This is not getting much better yet. <laughs> That's how it um, goes, right? <laughs> I find myself in the same situation. I am unmarried and I'm pregnant. But this time I am determined that I'm going to keep this baby because that first pregnancy that I aborted, I just, I couldn't imagine going through that again because it was still, you know, years later, it's still on my mind. I don't think there was a day that I didn't think about the life of that, that baby. I don't think that I, that that ever went away. So I share with this young man that I'm dating, that I'm pregnant and he wants to marry me. I tell him my story of my previous abortion and the things I went through. And my Doug, who now will be married 35 years this March, I'm just so thankful for him. I I can't imagine not doing life with this man. I just love him more every day. Um, God had a plan for our lives that he, he or I couldn't see at that time. We were not really sure how things were going to work out. We are both pretty young. Somehow you're young, you're, it all works out just fine. You don't need much, right? To get married. I know some people, they feel they have to plan and have it all. It's like, if you're ready to get married, get married. (laughs) (laughs) There's always going to be obstacles and what ifs down the road. So, um, we had a very quick and simple wedding and my little daughter, Amber was born and I'm so grateful for that. So that was, a huge blessing in my life. Doug's parents, his mom and dad, they were believers. And his dad actually came to faith in Christ the day after our wedding, which was kind of neat to see. So Doug's mama was a believer. Um, My family thought that his family was crazy, that they were just in some kind of cult. And this was just, this was, you know, they kept telling me, hey, you just better, you know, just smile and, you know, don't take in anything they're saying. But Doug's mom and dad were the kindest people I'd ever met, the most loving people I'd ever met. The the change in Doug's father after he came to faith in Christ was, it was huge. Um, I didn't see it as much because I didn't have the, the past that Doug did with his dad, but Doug's dad came out of an alcoholic past and night and day. He came home from church that day after he'd gotten saved, he poured all the alcohol down the sink and he was just a changed man. So to my husband, that was probably one of the first times this, this Jesus became real. It's like, there's, there's something going on here because my dad 
is weak in and of his own strength. And he could never have done that on his own. And I know everybody's testimony is different, but Doug's dad has just my children. So they're, they're, he's, you know, their, their grandfather. I just love that when he tells that story, we look at him and we cannot even imagine that being part of his past because he's such this gentle, sweet, big teddy bear of a man that we just all love. And so I, I love that they've never even had to see that part of him. So they even get to hear of the power of Jesus at work in his life. And I really appreciate that. Uh, I, I think as Doug's mom and dad would witness to us and they would tell us about Jesus, Doug and I went on for almost 15 years void of Christ. We raised our family for the most part. You know, we have two children. I have the adult children now, but at that time we had two children and they, um, our daughter, our daughter was in eighth grade before we became believers. And this is the part of the story I love. Um, I met a woman at an exercise facility of all places, a curves exercise facility. Now I'm hearing the gospel from Doug's parents for 15 years. I'm you know, all of a sudden before, I, and I have to share this because I think this is kind of neat. Before I met the woman at the curves exercise facility, I'd been tenant a church that was not a Bible believing church. And my husband knew that he's like, you're wasting your time. And I'm cracking up because I'm thinking, what are you talking about? You don't even go to church with me. And you're telling me I'm wasting my time. But he knew from his parents that this was not a Bible preaching church. And it really wasn't because we had Bible studies with no, we didn't use our Bibles. So that should have been a flag to me. <laughs> yeah, no Bible. That's good. No, not good. But at home on my own, I was having a desire to pick up my Bible and read. Just didn't even think about it, but I was just starting to have a desire for God's word. And I went through this exercise facility and I met this woman. Um, her name is Trina and she's Jesus. She is all about Jesus. Trina cannot help but talk about Jesus. I love that about her. And um, she invited me to her home for coffee and we talked about the Lord. And I thought, well, I'm going to church, but I don't know this Jesus, like she knows Jesus, something's not right here. I'm not, something's not right. And I went to church with her and that was the first time I probably, my ears and my heart and my mind were open to hear the gospel. I know I'd heard it from Doug's mom and dad, but my heart was not there. And the Lord had opened my heart. I, I look back now and I could see as I was reading my Bible. Now I see back and go, you know what? The, the Lord was drawing me and I didn't, I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about it, but things were, things were starting to change. So I came home from church and just realized that I was a sinner. I repented. I called Doug's mom and dad. I'm so excited. I'm just can't wait to pick up that Bible again and read. And where do I begin? And, um, and then my husband came to faith in Christ about a week after me. So that was very sweet that we came to the Lord in such a short period of time together. Um, and our home turned upside down from there. I mean, just everything changed. I think about a lot of things like just now you're a new creation that there's no more condemnation. So the reality then still for me, Arlene is, is I'm still struggling with the guilt of that abortion. Like that is still on my heart and mind at this point. So my, my husband, Doug was the only one at this point who knew about it. Um, I really, I, I didn't tell anybody else. So um, I knew deep down, I, I knew the truth that I was forgiven by the Lord when I came to faith in Christ, but I was still wrestling with the consequence of my choices. And I hadn't shared this yet with my children. Obviously they were still pretty young for me when they, we came to faith in Christ. So really that part of my life I just kind of set it aside early knees and didn't, didn't mess with it. I, I just kind of didn't want to say, how do I say that? I, it's not like I covered it or hit it, but I just wasn't ready to deal with it. So for some reason it was on my heart many years later that I need to tell my children this, that it's, it's kind of time. And it really, really was a sweet time to convey to them the gospel of how God sees us as his children and his great love and forgiveness for us. And then as I shared that, I did feel, I felt that I need to share this more publicly because I knew that there's other women out there like me that are in the church 
that don't know what to do with this, that um, they're probably like me, they kind of keep it hidden because it's, um, it's really hard. And when I shared it, I cannot tell you how many other women came out and said, Marcy, I had an abortion and I've never told anyone. And um, it's just a dark secret sometimes that we keep hidden because we don't know what to do with it. I always think it's just that shameful part of our past. And, but what I can share is when I did share it and I brought it out into the light with my, you know, specifically first and foremost before the Lord. And then with my children is really when I found true freedom because our God is a redeeming God. Um, he tells us in Isaiah 61, right? He sets the captives free through Jesus Christ. So it was only in Jesus Christ that I found true forgiveness and freedom. And I'm always reminded that I should be punished eternally for the sin of my abortion, but I should also be punished eternally for my sins of selfishness and pride and self-righteousness and anger. And my list goes on and on. Um, but I won't be punished because there's one, just one with a capital O who he took the penalty for all my sin, even the sin. And this is hard to say of murdering my own child. So, um, true healing comes about only through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It comes about when we bring this out into the light and throwing ourselves on the abundant grace of God. So that's really, and here I am today and I'm only where I'm at today, um, a redeemed sinner because of Jesus. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for him saving me. I'm grateful for him saving my husband and um, our marriage together. And that's pretty much it, Arlene's just well, much to be you. thankful for. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think, like I said before, I was so grateful that you did, that you opened up about it because I got to listen. Uh, I didn't even, I, I think that was probably one of my first episodes that I listened to on, on your podcast, mm -hmm. and I will get to your podcast a little later, but uh, what a blessing it was to me to listen to that. And that's today, precisely before we got into this yeah. interview, I was able to share with someone who yes. has been through that. And it's so grateful. Yeah. And praise the Lord, right? Because in the end, this is for God's glory. He is the one who is glorified through our lives, you know, and through the transformation of, of our lives. And I wanted to uh, go backtrack a little bit. Um, when you when you were a child and that your father left, now that you look back, you say like, I'm actually, you know, okay with the fact that he gave parental rights, right? Um, yes. But at that point of your life, how, did you feel like that you dealt with a lot of anger toward your dad? Um, did you feel any sense of re resentment? Did, was that a battle for you as a child to understand why is this happening? You know, I think I didn't think about it more until, until I got a little older and, um, I actually did get to meet him a little later in life. And, um, he's, he was not walking a good path. This was before I was a believer. So he did come into my life but he would come in and out. He would not stay consistently. And um, I think as a child, sometimes you wonder like, why would he give me up? Or why wouldn't he want to be part of my life? Or um, so many questions and things. And one of the aspects, and I'm this, this, I get it. It does, it does not work this way for everyone, but God worked in my heart that once I came to know Jesus, and I knew God was my father, that that was enough for me, that I had a perfect heavenly father, that I didn't even really think so much about my earthly father. Thoughts came into my life later as I became a believer that I want to share with him about Jesus. That was heavy on my heart. And I did get to do that as I met up with him years later, again, when he was, um, he was in kind of a care facility and, um, we were able to kind of find him and I was able to go through and share with him the gospel. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. I don't know where his heart and mind were at. He has passed away since then. Um, but that was, that was a prayer the Lord answered for me. That was one that gave me some closure there. And I'm was thankful for that opportunity to at least get to meet with him one more time before he did pass away. So, but he lived a very troubled life and it was, um, I, I guess I, I hurt more for him and I'm more sad for him. Um, and I think sometimes how much he missed out on 
grandchildren and great grandchildren and um, just watching us grow and mature. And that, that makes my heart sad, but. Yeah. And so um, then going now forward to um, when you meet your husband, you have been through all this dark path. Um, Um, Did you feel like I can't, I, I won't ever share about what my life looked like. Did you have any fears even into going into a marriage? I mean, and you weren't a believer at this time. So um, no. what was that experience for you? Like, okay, so if I marry this man, that means that this man eventually will find out so many things about me. I am yes. afraid. I don't know what I'm going to do. How, how do you put that all together? And how do you decide like, okay, I'm just... I'm going to give it a try. What make you make that decision, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot. Doug did find out pretty early because I was not living at home. So a lot of stuff came out. Why am I not living at home? (laughs) There were some issues there. So um, we went through that just even before our wedding, because my, my mom and my stepdad did not come to our wedding. So my uncle walked me down the aisle. So we already had a troubled, I had more of a troubled start, I should say, but my Doug is very kind and he is such a good man. You, you know, obviously he's technically not a good man. I get that, but he's just a, just a gentle and kind person. And he was very accepting of me and loving towards me even then. And we lived our lives. Gosh, we were married 15 years before we came to faith in Christ. So we lived you know, now we're 35 years, so not quite half, but almost half our marriage, we lived as non-believers. So there were just a lot of things, even Arlene's that we, um, I addressed, but when, when we came to faith in Christ over time, there were things that I didn't talk about that the Lord really convicted me that, Hey, you probably need to share this. So now we're believers. So there's things that we're dealing with that, we didn't talk about, or I didn't talk about that. I felt convicted to share with him. So, and we, um, you know, we went through some challenging times, but we always knew we loved each other. And we always knew we would stay together. That divorce was not an option. We were going to work things out. Um, even if they were challenging, uh, one thing Doug and I, and I always say that as, um, before we were believers that if there was an idolatry in our lives that really stood out to us. It would have been our family. We loved our family life together. And I guess as a non-believer, if I have to have an idol, that's a good one, (laughs) but there's a good idol, but we really knew that we wanted to be together and we wanted to love on our children and just be there for them. And me even more so because of the past that I had, I you know, as a non-believer, even you're desiring to quote, give your children a better life. Um, I didn't really know what the better life really was till I came to faith in Christ. But in my mind, I thought I was giving them a better life by loving their dad, working through things, knowing that, Hey, we are here and we're not going anywhere. So I don't know if I answered your question yeah, well on yeah, that. No, that, that was, that was great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And now I want to move into the uh, topic of abortion, because nowadays we hear a lot of women saying, my body, my choice, yeah. uh, which is, that's not right. That's not correct. No, <laughs> that's not correct. Uh, what do you have to say? So why is it, isn't that true that, you know, the whole movement of like my body, my choice. Um, so basically I can decide whether I keep the baby or not. Why is it considered murder biblically? So yeah, I want to hear your thoughts about that. You know, I have a, I have a simple one that you wish the world would see simply is science proves that it is, it is a baby and it is, it is life and it is life at the moment of conception. And there's no denying that. And just the reality of the aspect of the size of a human doesn't determine their value. So I, I don't even, um, I have spent time outside the abortion clinics and it has been Arlene's, I can't think of one woman that didn't know what she was doing. And for the majority of women that, you know, I've had to witness to down there, it was for selfish purposes. 
that this baby was an inconvenience. And I could stand outside, like sometimes some of the ladies would come out and they'd be waiting for a ride. So you'd get a little longer time to chat with them. And they'd have an older child, like a two-year-old. And you would just be conversing and saying, you know, well, you have a two-year-old. And if you can't handle this new baby, why wouldn't you just murder your two-year-old? And then you could have this baby. And they're like, well, I wouldn't do that. It's like, but that's what you're doing. That's what you're choosing to do. So they very much know what they're doing. I, it's just, we've just become such a self-focused, selfish society. And it's all about, it's all about me and what works for me and what makes my life convenient. And the part that these women are missing is that even the ones that, you know, we see them on the news that they're they're celebrating their abortions. It's like, you're celebrating that you murdered your child. There's still a lot of there's, first of all, there's going to be a final judgment. And we know that, that, that the Lord one day they are going, their sins will be paid for either by Jesus, or we know that eternal judgment is coming. Um, But even in that they, they know that what they're doing is wrong and I, th- I believe that guilt is going to weigh heavy. I, I know we all deal with things like that differently, but even to this day, Arlene's, and I know I'm forgiven, it's on my mind. Like I, you know, it's not something you, that just goes away and you forget about. So I have someone that covers that sin for me and takes that away. If you're not in Christ, they don't. So they're going to be wrestling through that. And I, I think that's going to be a challenge, but I, I do think a lot of Christians should get equipped a little more. I I always say that every believer should at least spend at least one time down in front of one of the abortion mills. Cause I know a lot of Christians are like, you know, they don't quite understand it. They, They think that these women are hurting or they don't have another option. Well, when you're down at the abortion clinic, you're not just sharing the gospel. That's primary. You're telling them there are other options. It's like, I'll adapt your baby. We can help you. There's other ways. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't want to know those choices. They just want this to be done with and dealt with and um, not have to, not have to deal with it. So even an adoption in their mind is, it, it just inconveniences their life to have to go through that. Yeah. And uh, for anyone, yeah. if, because we don't ever know who's going to come across, right. The content that we create. Um, but if there is any young lady, um, young woman out there who might be thinking or considering ab- abortion, what will you tell those, uh, that, that woman and why should yeah, she, I, I what wanted, are some of the options that they have out there? There's so many options. There's so much help out there. Someone will adopt your baby and there is help. And you, if you know, you are in a local church and you're a young woman and you're dealing with that, you know, the reality is even as Christians, we fall into sin and there are issues and nobody should be um, afraid to get help and seek guidance because God offers much grace. I can't out sin God's grace. So to, to not seek help is not, not a good path to go down. I, I do want them to think though, this is the part we miss that all sin leads to destruction. So the part young people don't always think about, and we even don't always think about as older people, you know, the choices we make today are going to lead to bigger consequences. There's, there's always consequences with sin. We don't, and we don't know what those are going to be. So we can choose to sin and think it's going to be okay, but I don't know the consequences. And some of those can lead into a lifetime of regret. Even as a believer, there can be just some challenging circumstances that you chose this path and that's going to be part of your life. And I, I get it. God is redeeming and there is much grace offered, but um, they really need to be wise about their choices. And if they've made that choice and gone down that path, they need to seek some help. That's really key. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And, and what about, um, like you said, um, the sins of our past, they don't just, you, you know, just go poof like they just they don't just leave your mind like you're you're reminded there are times more than others that you are reminded of 
uh, the bad choices, the bad, you know, decisions, the, the wrong yes. decisions that we made in the past. And I know that they are people at times that they struggle with the assurance of salvation, that they struggle with truly believing that even a sin like this one, that like you said, it's murder, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's like they think that the Lord is not, it's not going to forgive them. So what would you say to um, a person who might be struggling right now with that, mm. with just their assurance of salvation and mostly just like someone who might not know Christ and might, yeah. they might be asking themselves, well, well, but can Jesus forgive this that I've done? And maybe this is an unforgivable sin. Yeah, I only tell them that they have to, I, I get it. I know there's going to be things we regret and we all have issues in our life choices we which we, we would have made differently. And I, I, and I'm also been on the other side that I know what that looks to live life with fear and no hope and that regret of decision I made, but I know that I only stand here forgiven and free because of the grace of God at work in my own life. And I know that in those moments when I'm doubting or I'm not thinking rightly that my mind is not in a right place. I need to come back to the gospel. I, I don't ever, I can never walk too far from that because I need that reminder continually in my heart and in my mind to remind me of what Jesus did for me and of God's great love for me and how he now sees me that when he looks at me, he doesn't see Marcy's sin. He sees the righteousness of Christ when he looks at me. And that is enough to leave me with such awe and joy and hope. And I can set aside that path and move forward knowing that I have a God who loves me and he's working every moment in my life. I am never alone anymore. That verse, he never leaves me or forsakes me. There's a lot of comfort in that because the world can be a hard and lonely place, but in Christ there, you are never alone and you are loved perfectly with a perfect love, which we cannot even imagine. My husband loves me. My God loves me more. I always would tell my children that, you, that, you know what? I love you, but God, and I really love you, but God loves you more than I do to know that kind of love is freeing. And that's the part that you, that's the part that you just want these young mamas that are down there making this decision to know, because if they could know the love of God in their lives, they would not be making that choice. I do feel that deep down that if they knew that they would not be making that choice. Even that believing woman, she's forgotten that she's forgotten that great love of God in that moment. <laughs> so, yeah. And we constantly have to reminding ourselves of that, even as believers, right? And yes. God loves us so much that he laid down his life for us. Has anyone di ever died for you, Marcy, or for me other no. than Christ? No, I can't no, say I'm that, right? He has no. been the only one who laid down his life for us, for our sins. And so, yes, there is forgiveness. There is always forgiveness in Christ. And so yeah. all we got to do is run to him. And God's I, grace is greater than he's it's bigger than all our sin. Like we can't even imagine. So I'm, I am so grateful for that. Yeah. And I know that we mentioned, like, I love that you're sharing, uh, you know, from my own life experience, but also just from the word of God, you know, uh, all these different topics that you're able to address in your podcast. So tell me a little bit about how did you come up with the idea of thankful homemaker? So fun. So my, my blog started actually through my daughter. So my, my Amber, when she got married, she, her husband was Norwegian and they moved to Norway. They're back here now. So I'm really grateful for that, <laughs> but they moved to Norway and Amber started vlogging. They were doing more video things and she was vlogging some, and she's like, mom, you should start a blog, like in the spirit of Titus too, just, you know, encouraging. And it was a way for me to write and even encourage her from afar when we couldn't communicate all the time. And so it started kind of with just short articles, not a whole lot going on. And um, just probably about three or four years ago, Arlene's, I kind of picked it up again and started writing a little more again. And my husband kind of mentioned to me that, Hey, you should do a podcast. And I thought, Oh, Doug, I can barely figure out WordPress. Like <laughs> this is hard. So 
by his encouragement and his help, I always, I love, he's my podcast editor. So he edits my podcast for me. So I'm grateful for that. But really my tagline hits it, Arlene, it's gospel driven encouragement for homemakers. And it's called thankful homemaker because I desire to be a thankful homemaker. I'm not always a thankful homemaker. So it reminds me (laughs) to give thanks in and through all things. Um, It covers all kinds of different topics and I'm always bringing it back to God's word. So whether it's even just our homemaking, you know, why does our homemaking matter? Because we have a good God who's working out purpose in everything that we do, right? We're to give honor and glory to him in all things. Um, I talk about marriage, which that's a topic I love to talk about. My husband and I did, um, I did a marriage series and the podcast and then my husband was actually in one of those episodes and I gave him a fun episode on submission and I can't seem to get him back. He did come back for one other episode, but I see, I give him all the fun things. What happened? (laughs) I have a lot to catch up on. (laughs) Oh goodness. So, um, I just helping mamas to get time in the word and really my hope at the end of the day, Arlene's is that it just encourages women to want to dig more into God's word and know more who God is. And in light of that, what he calls them to do and to be. So that's, that's really, that's really it in a nutshell. You kind of get my life on it, what I'm learning, what God's teaching me. So, and I think, well, I, I, so far, my favorite one was the one that you did for Valentine's day. Man, that was convicting. (laughs) Showing true biblical that is a convicting one, even for me. So it yeah, was really it was fun just to like work one of those through. Time that I just needed to hear that and be reminded because we get so busy and like how to love our husbands, you know, yes. in a biblical, you know, way, and it's like in a God honoring way. So it was it was like what I needed at that time. So I do have a question. Do you, do you have a favorite episode that you've done? Oh, I love that you asked me that. I know I'm trying to think that through. I I think one, one of my favorites, um, oh, this is terrible. I mean, I should know this. I really should. And there's been, a, there's been a few, I guess. So, like all the episodes that, that you yes. have. You know, and Arlene, yeah. sometimes I re-listen and I think I really didn't remember saying that. <laughs> So, um, and you're going to, you know, that too, with all your episodes, I'm sure you go through. So I just, I think, yeah, I think the last, I feel like I just, this last one was episode 102. Maybe I recorded, I'm not sure. So I have one called seasons of waiting that I really liked. And, um, that's been one that has been a blessing to me just because um, I'm not always a very patient person. So (laughs) And I'm not always good at waiting and I need to continue for the Lord to teach me to wait on his timing. And you know what? Every time his timing is good and perfect. You think by now I would get that, but I'm getting there. (laughs) Yeah. It's like part of our sanctification, right? Like we're work in progress and I wish I was as patient as I should. Uh, Praise the Lord. My husband is patient and he's like, you know, he helps me. So that's, that, that's great. But yeah. And what about, do you have, which one was the most challenging one to make and why was it challenging? Like, I don't know, think about as far as like, I guess the study that you had to do or whatever it, it that it entail. Yeah. You know, I, I think a series that has been challenging for me has been this current one I'm doing on the Sermon on the Mount. First off, oh, it's, it's good. very convicting, very convicting. Um, the episodes take me a long time. It's taking me a longer time to put together one episode than I anticipated when I took this on. <laughs> so I heard you saying that, but please bear with me. I know it's going to take me a little longer. <laughs> I just need a little more time. And, you know, I, I think I love that most about what I do is that, you know, I get, I want to be, I want to be faithful to my listeners, but it's not, it's sort of that you know, my family and my home and my church family are first in the, the pot, it's sort of down there a little bit. So <laughs> it's not like a top priority. So when I can get to it, I can, but I do, I love my study time in it. I just, it takes a lot more time than I anticipated, but it's worth it. And I, and I know I'm learning and growing through it. So, um, actually I tell my husband, my next one will be the last one in the Beatitudes. And then I get to start digging in to the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, which, which I'm, I'm looking forward to, but there's some fun topics in there. Arlene is like, 
divorce and there's going to be some fun ones. So <laughs> I saw, so today I also saw, I haven't, well, I, I haven't listened to this one, but I, this is something that I, the, the title just kind of draw my attention to it, which is like uh, preaching the gospel to yourself. Yes. Um, so I was able to share that one as well. I mean, I, now I have to go and listen to it, but just like the title and because I've had, you know, I have listened to your episode, I'm like, yeah, this one has to be good. And it's a reminder because we constantly have to be doing that. You, you know, like we constantly have to reminding we ourselves do. the gospel. Yeah. I don't know which we preacher do. is it that is a pole washer that the gospel is for uh, believers to you know, I, I always grab it from Jerry Bridges, but I'm not sure who he was the original one. I don't, I'm not sure who the original one who said that was, but I know Jerry Bridges is where I kind of get that quote preaching the gospel to ourselves. And he's, <laughs> I've heard he's from Paul Washer, I think. Yeah, he, that's, it's so good. So I, that's one I need to re-listen to. I think of, um, there's a little book out there that's been so helpful to me, the gospel primer. I'm going to blank on his name. I want to say it's Milton Vincent is the author that's an excellent little read to just remind ourselves of the gospel continually and just, it's good. So you're, you're the third person now that has said the, the name of this book and this, um, and in the podcast, <laughs> I had two oh. other people <laughs> who mentioned so. this book because that, that's like one of my further questions <laughs> that I know. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. I'm going ahead of the game, <laughs> but that just fit with this gospel talk. So it's good. No, but that's good. No. Yeah. So that was a, you know, like that was one of the episodes that I saw there, like preaching the gospel to yourself. So I just uh, share it and I'm like, okay, now I have to go. And you know what I like also about, cause I didn't know that you could go on your, uh, on a link there on your um, Instagram page and you can go and you can download your podcast to your computer oh that's pretty neat I didn't even know that either so that's something I'll have to play with that myself oh yeah I I figured out I was like I was looking how can I okay resend this to this person so that they can have access to it so I downloaded it and then I send it to the person via whatsapp so the uh, actual cool it was pretty cool so that's something that you know now I'm gonna have (laughs) to play around with that I'm gonna figure that out (laughs) yeah no it it was wonderful I I didn't know that that was possible I'm like oh great so yeah it's another way also uh, so now, yeah, that we are talking about books, uh, since you mentioned a book. So what are some of your favorite yeah. books or what books are you reading right now? You know, so I always thought one of my favorite authors is Elizabeth Elliot. I, anything by Elizabeth Elliot, I'm always reading. And currently, what am I reading, Arlene? This is terrible. And I'm, I'm blanking. It's, it's the new one I am reading. It's the new one. It's the love story of Charles and Susie Spurgeon. That's not oh, what the yeah. title is by Ray Rhodes, but I just started that one. And what is on my Kindle now that I'm looking at? I'm not for sure at the moment, but I, what I want to reread is Stephen Heavingward by Elizabeth Prentice. Have you ever heard of that one? It's no. just an old classic. I, that's on my list to reread. Trusting God is probably one of my all-time favorite books. I, I think that book was the help to me when, when my eyes were kind of open to reform theology and the sovereignty of God, trusting God by Jerry Bridges was a huge help to me in grasping that and what that meant in my life. He helped me to fully grasp Romans 8, 28. <laughs> it was good. Um, yeah. I, you know, Elizabeth Elliot is a big one. Jerry Bridges. I, I'm, I'm such a mixed reader. I pick up a little fiction sometimes, which is, um, has been more recent for me, which I don't always do, but sometimes be right before bed. I'm not a good deep reader. Cause I'm the one who's I'd be picking it up in the morning, forgetting what I read the night before. So if I can just read something a little lighter at night, I'm kind of thankful for that. But, um, but normally during the day, I just kind of sit, um, I just fe- finished feelings and faith by Brian Borgman. Excellent book. And I feelings and I think it's feelings and faith. You th- I'm bad at titles, yeah, Arlene, yeah, and I'm bad at author sometimes. Oh, <laughs> Andra uh, says that that's the correct title. She is that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Andrea. I think that's an upcoming podcast down the road I, on that book because that's just, it was just good stuff. So oh, nice. Wonderful. Yeah. I, and actually I meant to, uh, to ask before, um, about like the preparation for your podcast, because like you said, uh, you, you know, you take some topics that I'm um, like, you said, the, the, the sermon on the Mount, I mean, I can't imagine like the preparation, like how long does it take you normally to, to prepare hmm. just one topic or just, I don't know, like one episode, yeah, yeah, one episode, like how long do you, how does, does that look like for you? And how long does it take you to prepare for one episode? Mm-hmm. 
So when something like the Sermon on the Mount definitely is more time consuming than if I'm writing about, I don't, you know, homemaking or, you know, using a timer in your kitchen. <laughs> like some of those are a lot quicker to go through. Some of my more practical ones are a little easier, but the Sermon on the Mount, because I'm, I'm reading the scriptures. So I'm going through that. I'm, I'm tearing apart the verse and then I'm, I'm reading through various different commentaries. So I spend a lot of time just reading. I'm just sitting there rereading the text. I'm reading through my commentaries. I'm kind of taking notes. I'm a Mac user. I use a program called Ulysses to write in. It works great for me because then I have it on all my devices. So yeah. if I'm somewhere and I have a thought, it's on my phone, I could throw it right into the Sermon on the Mount into the Ulysses and just get it in there. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm trying to get better at technology to make my life easier. I don't know that that's working yet, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so that's been a huge help. So I would say one episode of the Sermon on the Mount probably takes me about 20 hours to put together. It's yeah, it's a, wow. yeah. I, wow. yeah, I, I have a whole new appreciation for pastors. I mean, I'm not even dealing with that kind of, you know, but to do that every week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mine is not a, um, it's more of a women's message, you know, the way it's coming across. And I do a lot of quoting because, because I look at it when I'm quoting Martin Lloyd-Jones or John MacArthur or I, this Arken Hughes, I'm giving women out there probably resources and quotes, they're not going to come across and read. So I love being able to do that. Not everybody's going to be able to pick up all these commentaries and read through them, but I can give them the good snippets that really stood out to me and were impactful. So I'm kind of thankful it doesn't have to be all my words. <laughs> and I love it because you also share those quotes on social media and it's yes. just like perfect, you know, just coming across something that it was like, wow, okay, this just like, I need it probably to read this today. Yes. And, and even maybe they'll pick up the resources on these. And I'm, I'm, I'm always think there's so much bad stuff out there that people are reading and taking in. I'm always trying to throw good, solid resources to my audience of listeners to point them in that direction. So mm -hmm. I, I pray that some of them will pick those up or if they're in some not so good churches or places that they'll, they'll start to have their eyes open to the truth. And just that's, that's always my hope. So, and now because we're both like, you know, doing the podcast and things like that, do you listen to podcasts and which ones are you listening to for anyone who, um, might be, you know, listening We'll be listening yes, to this. I am. I am an avid podcast listener. And um, it's funny because I take different seasons with certain podcasts sometimes. Now I've been lately listening to the G3 podcast. That's been on my list. Um, mm. Obviously, our good buddy, Dwayne from the Bar Network, who we just love our Bar yes. Network family. So there's <laughs> tons of great podcasts there. Women's Hope is a big one. I really enjoy um, mm -hmm the new abide podcast that's on there with, um, Natalie and Katie, that's really good. I'm thankful to come across yours, your testimonies. I love hearing the stories of other believers. So this is, and you know what, without the bar network and you being part coming into our family, I wouldn't have maybe come across it as quickly. So I'm yeah. grateful for, for Dwayne. He's put a great little network together and who doesn't listen to just thinking, right? <laughs> Did you finish? Uh, okay, let's no. Let's talk about not even, don't even finish? go there with me yet. No, <laughs> I, I think I need two or three. I might need three back. days. <laughs> yes, I know. It's like I have to go. I was telling Andrea, I literally have to go back and re-listen to the three hours again because That's... there is so much content, so much information that I'm like, I can't absorb all of that. <laughs> Just no, listening. they put together. It's like a whole weekend conference and that one episode. <laughs> Exactly. And <laughs> so good. Like it's, oh, it's, it's just so amazing that this man, I mean, the Lord is truly just using them. It, how amazing, but yeah, yes. they're just thinking uh, any other. I'm grateful podcasts? for them and what they do. And we know I, the work they put into that, that's just, that's a lot of time. And I'm grateful for them to do that for us. So yeah. we can learn from it because the same thing, I would not study and dig in there like they're doing on that topic, but I can get a good overview and a good basic understanding from that episode. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. yeah. It's so well, good. 
And since we're talking about a podcast, yeah, shout out to the BART Network. Yes. <laughs> this is our little family now. I'm so <laughs> blessed because the same way as you, I didn't know any of this podcast, just like the Just Thinking podcast. That's the only one I knew. And then when I came to the, you know, to across Dwayne and, and just seeing like this community of different believers creating so many great content, I'm like, Okay, so honestly, for the past week, ever since I joined the network, I literally have been just like at least going and listen to one episode of each podcast. You're so good, like, girl. I'm like, I need to, like, I want to know what they're making. So yes. yeah, shout out to Dwayne also, uh, the BART podcast and the BART network. Uh, yeah, and like you mentioned, the Women's Hope is one of the um, podcasts that we're also promoting this week and the Solacast, uh, our yes. dear brothers in Texas. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. That's so good. You're such a good little encourager, Arlene. So I'm so grateful for you. I love that you're part of that family now with us. So I'm really appreciative of you. So thank you. No, and you guys, you guys to me, you guys have been a tremendous blessing. Just like being able to be here working from home. And like you said, I'm always... <laughs> unless I'm editing because I do editing for my job uh, most of the time so then I would I wouldn't be able but for the most part when I'm not I that's what I'm doing I'm listening and and just hearing what you know what you guys have out there and it's been really a blessing praise the Lord and so how can people be uh find how can they find your podcast and just find you on social media and I will put it also uh later on in here Thank you. Thankfulhomemaker.com. Pretty simple. And um, even if you search that from podcast to wherever I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, those are probably my more active ones. I'm on Twitter, but I'm not a good Twitter person. I, <laughs> I'm just really getting sure into Twitter too it. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always sure what I'm doing. I think I'm doing it right. I'm not you're sure. Doing, you're doing a great job. I've been seeing okay, your thank post. You. Thank you. They're, they're, yeah, they're great. <laughs> And if my, if this, you have some ladies out there who are on Pinterest, that's probably, which is kind of interesting. That's probably my biggest traffic source is Pinterest really? for my type of, um, how um, tell me a little bit, because I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know Pinterest because you can find great pictures there, but so yeah. how, what do you do there? So you make images to share your posts and put it on there. And that's where most of my traffic comes from, which is kind of interesting. So yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I thought that it was just for going to look for, you know, for a celebration. I'm going to have to idea. work on that with you. I can <laughs> look at, I can. <laughs> now you can help me. <laughs> I'll help you with Twitter. I'm, I'm kind of Thank getting you. the hang of it. <laughs> That's so fun. And Marcy, I also have one of my signature questions, which is what are three things that brings you joy? So many things. Um, do you have three? <laughs> yes, I can do three. I can do three. So one that's really kind of simple that has just been standing out to me in Wisconsin is um, our snow is starting to melt. So all of a sudden we can hear the birds singing outside. So this morning, I just was so thankful to the Lord for the songs of the birds. And I had my cup of coffee and my Bible this morning. That was one of my simple joys that I know spring is coming and we're thawing out here soon. My other one, my, my husband is one of my, I don't want to say, you know, he's, he is my simple joy, just being with him, just we just got back from a vacation together. So just getting to stroll and hold his hand and be with him. And I'm so grateful to the Lord that going on 35 years and we are, we just grow more in love every day. I just am so grateful for him. So he's another one of my simple joys and, um, and my grandbabies, I have three grandchildren and just playing with them and hearing them laugh and just seeing their smiles and hugging on them. I, I just love my grandbabies. So that is so I, you know, I feel bad because I didn't talk about my adult children, but I love them too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't get in trouble with them. Hopefully it. not. They'll be good. They know Mama already. Loves they you. know. <laughs> don't <give it. laughs> It seems like the grandchildren always still, you know, the, they the all heart. of a sudden just elevated. I know it's like, <laughs> do you spoil them? <laughs> just maybe a little bit sometimes. Yes. Maybe a little bit. And Oh, wow. What what a wonderful blessing just to, you know, to hear your story and how the Lord, a man has blessed you, your family, and um, that he, you're now using, you know, the gifts that the Lord has given you to now 
you know, bring content for different women out, out there like me. I have, I'm pretty sure that they have been very yeah. encouraged and always looking forward to listen to the next thing that you're going to create. And um, I know that the Lord is being glorified through this and very grateful, very grateful that the Lord has given us the opportunity to get to meet via, you know, virtually. <laughs> I love this. Thank you for having me on Arlene. Yes. It's just been so fun to get to chat with you in person. And yes, so Same it's kind of fun. we get to meet in the Slack group through Bar Network and <laughs> online, but get to communicate this way has been a treat for me. So I'm grateful for you. And when you come to, if you ever come to California, we would love to have you over for dinner because that's what happens after we finish recording when we have people in person and we record <gasps> here. We have dinner afterwards. We, so we you, I get, I'm owed a dinner by you then. When yes, yes I like and, it. Yes. <laughs> and yes. we make one year. We, my husband has been to the shepherds conference a couple of times, so I know it's postponed this year. But maybe one year, because I want to meet, I want to meet my in-person Kimberly Cummings too from Women's Hope. Yes. So we'll have to all get together. <laughs> and guess what? We haven't. I haven't even met them, and we go to the same church, I believe, right? I think Kimberly. I think and she. Shelby, I don't think she goes to Grace Shelby. Cooney, but Dr. Shelby Cummings does. I think. I think or so, Dr. Collins. I do that wrong. Yes. Daryl and Shelby. They both go to Grace, and I have never come across them. <gasps> Grace Church. You, we go to Grace Community Church, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, where are they sitting? <laughs> Yes. You have to work on that. Shelby. Oh, okay. I got to go. Okay. So I, I have to go meet her. So apparently we have her, she's going to be our speaker for the um, every woman's grace Bible study that we have. So oh, I, I, I will, <laughs> I will wait. You have to do that. To her. Yeah. Uh, Marcy. So just in closing, I will like you to just share a little bit of, cause you know, this podcast is, focused on sharing Jesus Christ. This is the work of our Savior. He is our Lord and Savior. And for anyone who is not a believer, why is it that we need Christ? Why do, do we speak so much? You know, we talk so much about this Christ and that we are sharing him. And then after you do, will you close us in prayer? I sure will. Thank you, Arlene. You know, we think we are good people and we're not good people because deep down, we know that we are sinners. We know that we think and say and do things continually that are not pleasing to God. And our God is a holy God and he demands perfection. And we fall so short. I think of Romans 3, 23, for all fall short of the glory of God, right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so every one of us is a sinner and we are going to face this holy God on the day of judgment and in and of ourselves, we, we have nothing, we have nothing to offer. We are, we are destined to hell. And that is a hard truth to hear, but it is a reality and it needs to be an eye opener to people. And the only, the only way that we can stand before God on the day of judgment is if we are covered by the blood of Christ. So people need Jesus. They need to repent of their sins, to turn from them and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation, knowing that at the moment they do that, when God looks at them, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And one day, as it says in the Beatitudes, that when we come before God and we realize that we are spiritually bankrupt before him, and we acknowledge that sin and we come to, we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we're going to see God one day. I can't even fathom what that will be like. So I pray that if there's anybody out there listening and whether they've gone through an abortion, whether they think they are just a good person and they don't need Jesus, whatever that may be, I pray that their eyes are open to the truth that you are in trouble and, and your destiny is not going to be heaven unless you are known by Jesus Christ. So I pray that. And let me close us in prayer, Arlenes. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your son, Jesus. We are so grateful, Lord, for the work of Christ in our lives. I'm so grateful for my sister today to be able to sit here with you, um, with her Lord, and that we can talk about you and your goodness and your greatness and your mercy and the work that you've done in our lives. And Lord, I think about that. I am so grateful for the work that you've done in my life, that I deserved 
hell. And because of Jesus, Lord, I am, I am a child of yours and my destiny is now heaven. And I'm so grateful for that. So Lord, I do come before you and I just, just repent of, of sin in my life. Just Lord, I do fall short so often of selfishness and pride and so many other areas. And father God, I'm so grateful for your forgiveness, that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And I am um, just grateful that I have a heavenly father that I can come before and that he sees my sin and he forgives me and he loves me with an everlasting love. So Lord, I do pray that we continue to yield ourselves to you, to submit to your work and our lives and your way. And Lord, that you continue to grow us and mold us more and more into the likeness of your son. And Father God, that as we study your word and we spend time in it, that you will continue to reveal to us more and more of who you are and remind us again that in light of who you are, that we will continue to see more and more of what you desire of us and Lord, that we will continue to be changed into the likeness of Christ until the day you call us home. And I so look forward to that day. I just give you thanks and praise. And thank you again for my sister. Thank you, Lord, for the Bar Network. Thank you, Lord, for faithful believers to continue to share the goodness and the gospel of Jesus Christ to the lost world around us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description.